0: Favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show, and welcome into Judd's Hockey Show—a rather, I guess, um, not really late in itself, but a nighttime edition after the Wild beats the Chicago Blackhawks by a final of what was it, four to three in a shootout? First shootout of the season for the Wild. Kaprizov, Goudreau, score. The Wild Howdy. wins flurry, and they pick up a, uh, a season-long five game, 10 day road trip. They pick up seven out of possible 10 points, uh, to definitely rebound from what was a very tough start at home for the first four games of which the wild won only once, uh, and Dex, where would you like to start this game? Uh, the last two games, because obviously we did not do a show last night reacting to the loss in Detroit or the fact that the wild injury list, uh, seems to be growing exponentially. And that in and of itself has to also be a concern.
1: Uh, yeah, a little, uh, Little little stacked uh, order of things to get to here today, but I think we should probably just start with this Chicago performance. Um, you know, yeah, they, they lose a few players here, again, in injuries, which is uh, which is a problem for them. Now they're starting to stack up a little bit. Uh, but, hey, you, you were able to get a win, and I think that's really all that matters here today. And even though they lost to a pretty bad Detroit, not a bad Detroit team, uh, not, not a Detroit team that has any aspirations either. You should probably should have had a, had a win against the Red Wings. Um, but, hey, you're winning kind of ugly a little bit right now. It's not the prettiest of things. I think what stands out to me in this win and just now kind of watching this team get through, you know, the last six games or so after the poorest three-game start to the season um, is two things. is Matt Boldy's a star. I mean, th- this guy's special. He he really is a, a, just a, a great Robin to Kirill's Batman, or some people are maybe calling him even just as good as Kirill. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far yet, yeah, but that, those are good debates to have. We can have those debates, but I, Kirill is obviously the most naturally just talented guy on this team, and he's their superstar, yeah. but Boldy, man, is is a pretty, cl- is a pretty obvious second choice, uh, so he's been great. I think the other thing that stands out to me um, is kind of the emergence of players on this fourth line and bottom six that just seem to show up when asked upon. So, you know, the other day it was Brandon Duhame. You and I were talking about, you know, he's not just a fourth liner. He's someone that has really kind of matured and is a pretty nice little solid forward. Um, I thought Connor Dewar, again, had a really solid game again tonight. Um, it just seems like there's cast of characters, sometimes by default because they're banged up a little bit, Marcus Foligno being a light scratch. But to me, I think just the emergence of some of these bottom six guys that we didn't think were going to be contributors and the Wilder having to rely on them so far to get wins
0: this season. So, yeah, if you did not hear, um, Foligno evidently suffered an upper body injury in Detroit last night, so he didn't play in this game. Looks like Ryan Hartman, who decided to get in a fight, with uh, Tenority, who's a big man uh, It looked like his shoulder popped out Again, don't be an idiot, Ryan Hartman You're a little guy, don't fight Why are you fighting a big guy? Because Marcus ain't playing? That's ridiculous He's going to be out now, and it's just absolutely stupid I have no problem if the Duhames fight Or Felino, If it's the right circumstance Because I don't love for him to fight either just because I don't I don't want him in the penalty box but uh that was a foolish move and I I'm afraid that the Wild and Hartman are going to pay the price Kalen Addison went down oddly in the overtime when he was tripped up by Jonathan Tays I don't know if he's hurt or not he goes down occasionally and then gets right back up um To your point on Boldy, and this is the interesting thing. So Dean Everson had some very pointed comments. I thought they were really interesting last night after they lost to Detroit, which is we tried to play a skill game, a pretty game, and that's really not us. Um, Boldy is, I love him because he works hard. If he ever thinks he, he is truly talented, though, you're in trouble. It's coil all over again. It's not, Kaprizov is your star, okay? Kareem Kaprizov is on an island by himself. And anybody else who tries to think that they're skilled like that is an idiot. Uh, that Detroit game, you lost that game because in the first three games, you were trying. Yeah, Freddie Goudreau, this is why I don't want him on the top line. Are you seeing more and more now with that first line? He tries to make plays. Dude, you can't. You're not good enough to. Marco Rossi, that's why I want him there, because he actually could. Uh, Goudreau, you're there to work your ass off. Hartman did that last year and succeeded, and he just got off to a bad start, and now he's hurt. But, um, yeah, I want it to be made very clear to this entire team that Kirill Kaprizov's a special talent. He is your Justin Jefferson of the wild, and everybody else, either work your ass off or get off the ship. Uh, That Detroit loss to me was, and Dean's exactly right. That's what drives you crazy. I I thought at the outset of tonight's game, we saw them try to get a little cute early, and then they started to work. And if they work, they're fine. They're a good team. So um, I love Boldy. I love what he brings. But again, tonight, what, two goals, five shots, uh, played a great game. What he brings is he brings star talent with, with a lot of work too. And that's what I want. And if this team, anytime that they think, that they are going to get by on talent they are going to be sunk they okay, deserve what they get yeah so yes like the fourth line they work their ass off mason shaw clearly gets it i got to work hard that's awesome dude you do and when you do guess what you get goals um so yeah this team i i'm getting a little bit frustrated by the narrative shall we say and i don't think we i i don't think we u- use this consistently but the narrative has been, the Wild is trying to find its identity, Declan. They're trying to find their identity. I'll tell you what their identity isn't, that they're talented. They've they're, they got some good players, and Kaprizov is. But, you know, this whole they're trying to find their identity, if they don't work their asses off, their identity is losses. And when they do work hard, their identity is going to be wins. It's that simple. The identity question should be removed immediately. And if they're not playing like they should, they should be criticized by everybody, including the regional sports network.
1: Uh, you know, I think the word you're also looking for is cute. You know, I think that's what Dean Everson used in Saturday's loss the Detroit loss that we're talking about, not this performance uh, so far against the Blackhawks. Um, they they were getting too cute with a lot of things and look, they outchanced, um, Detroit on Saturday, especially in that second period. I mean, it it should have been lopsided. It really should have every, every angle looked like the wild probably should have won that game sometimes in hockey, as we know, uh, the analytics can tell you so much and you got to watch it play off for 60 minutes. And at the end of the day, the wild only scored one goal and they lose the game. Um, I think with tonight's effort and what you're going to have to see now, with especially a lot of injuries that are starting to pile up a little bit, and we'll see the severity of these play out uh, as the Wild return home to Mont- against Montreal on Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, is that work ethic type? You know, yep. yeah, yes. Freddie Goudreau might have to play elevated more minutes, but Freddie Goudreau needs to be Freddie Goudreau. He doesn't yep. need to try to be a number one center. I agree with you there. Um, you know, Matt Boldy, yes, he he is, I think, a star here. He is, I think, ascended past that charlie Coyle zucker level yes. I, I know it. i i think he's really that damn good um and him and kirill kaprizov are are obviously far and away the most just talented raw talented players um from the forward side of this roster but then the connor doers of the world mm-hmm. uh the mason shaw who had a great golden tonight, just work your arses off like right? right like tyson jose almost got a reward with the golden knight on the power play and hopefully and, and, he, and he should be able to get one here but like that guy's now having to work like you know he's been moving all over the lineup can he find a spot where he just works hard enough that he can stay in the lineup? Um, and I, I think that's back to the identity question of let's find their identity. You know, the, the identity isn't going to be, you're going to outskill them with right. Freddie Goudreau's and Brandon Duhames Hames and, and Mason Shaw's who, by the way, we've sung praises of for the most of the season, but at the end of the day, you have to know who you are too. And I, I think it's obvious that Kaprizov
0: and Boldy are those stars so far. Yeah. And I guess my point on Boldy is this in some ways, he is a young Parisi because he plays really hard. Like he works his butt off. Kaprizov can do things that that the majority of humans on ice skates could never do. They just can't. Boldy is working his butt off and he's got a ton of skill. And when you combine those things, it's a perfect storm. When Parisi was young, he did the exact same thing. And and I mean, that can make you a star. Like there's, no, there's nothing about being a skilled player who has to work his ass off that's going to stop them from being a star. Uh, yeah, Coyle didn't do that. Greenway has not consistently come even close to that. Um, Tuck did. You know what? Alex Duck, who left here, another really talented player, but he also worked hard. Kaprizov works hard, but he also can do things that you just can't, that the majority of folks can't do. So, yeah, I thought tonight's game, Um, for the most part, beyond the fact that Anthony C.U. Uh, deked Dumba out oh, of his God. jock strap. I don't know yeah, if Dumba knows where his jock is. Uh <laughs> in close circuit to to all of those who are saying what a great move because it was a great move. But close circuit to them, this is Athanasiu who did this to Dumba, okay? This ain't Savard in his prime. This ain't Gretzky. It's not I mean that that looked like the the famous move they played the clip for years that um Mario Lemieux with the Penguins in the early 90s, if I'm not mistaken, put on then North Stars defenseman Sean Chambers, and just basically drill them into the ice. That's what that looked like. I mean, Matt, come on. You're better than that. So there, there's still some concerning things, but if you're going to get um, 7 out out of 10 points from a road trip after a bad start, that's pretty damn good. And yes, Mark andre Fleury, as Natalie says right there, was smiling. He is ha- having fun again. And I will say this continually. His rebound from... Those awful first four periods, absolutely key here. Because if that doesn't happen, you aren't getting these points consistently. And that guy has played, I think, pretty consistent, uh, consistently good hockey since he got back against boston for the start of this road trip
1: yeah 11 goals in the first like 30 minutes of of his ice time uh or first uh, four periods i should say uh, yeah. of of uh of, of a season and since then he's been just dialed in a little bit he's been a lot more comfortable and yeah you saw a, a happier goalie tonight and just kind of who mark andre fleur is i mean he's he's over there looking right at patrick kane and jonathan taylor smiling now. right in their face and they're and buddies he's, so he's it's great. not a it's not a, um, a I'm a better than you kind of a thing. It's their former teammates, and I, I love to see that from Flower. That, that clearly looks like he's kind of shaking himself out of that funk. And to your point, yeah, they've gotten enough goaltending to get by. You know, even Gustafson who got the call, and I thought it was rightfully so. I I I kind of thought, you know, should he be, should Flurry get the call again on Saturday? You're playing Detroit. You knew one of these games Gustafson was going to get because of the back to back. I actually didn't mind the decision of going Gustafson uh, against Detroit, and obviously Flurry tonight. Um, I thought that was the right move. And honestly, Gustafson played fine. The why Gustafson wasn't the reason the wild lost to, to, uh, um, say, uh, Detroit, excuse me, yesterday. That was not the case. Um, and I, I think in general though, Flurry's this guy and you're going to probably have to rely on him for 55, 60 plus games this year. You know, I don't, I don't see Gustafson drawing in more, but when you get a performance like you got from Gustafson in the Detroit game, like that's, you can't ask for much more from a backup goalie like that from Gustafson, like Gustafson is a backup goalie. He played like absolutely fine. Sure. There really isn't, I don't think, something to be unlocked there, but when he's called upon, he's got to keep his team in the game, and he's certainly kept his team in the game um, against, against uh, the Red Wings. So I thought tonight, Flurry again, just continuing to look comfortable. The Wild actually end this road trip on a pretty positive note if you just want to break it down from a points perspective. A points perspective. Mm-hmm. And also, Judges, looking at the Central Division, it's, it's like flipped right now. You know, all the teams we kind of thought would be near the top are near the bottom, and right now Chicago and Winnipeg are playing out of their minds. St. Louis is off to a pretty poor start. Colorado's off to a you know, a mixed start as well, and I, I think that's just the first week of the season. So the overreactions that we saw in the first few games from the Wild, which, by the way, of course, they didn't play well in the first three games, were right. indeed overreactions, and and over the last week and a half or so, I, I think the Wild are now kind of settling in and playing their game a lot more.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the goaltending was so bad in those first three, three games, it was hard not to be appalled by what we saw, like it was really bad. But that being said, then uh, yeah, they came back and played gold tending, starting with the overtime loss that Flurry played, where he played great in Boston was, was fine. Um, I think the wild's in fine shape now. So, so I was just very concerned because four periods of the flower, it's like, Oh my God. And then Gustafson to your point is not a one beat. I mean, he is a backup occasional sporadically used goaltender Uh, Chicago is going to plummet. Like, I'm I'm confident. And and at some point in time, probably around the trade deadline, they're going to trade Patrick Kane. I don't think they can move Taze. I think Taze is pretty much cooked. But Patrick Kane is going to be dealt. He should be dealt. Um, It's going to get Chicago a nice haul. Um, I think as far as the Blues go, I expect the Blues to bounce back. You mentioned the Jets. The Jets, I'm not sure about. They could, you know, they're a weird franchise, and and I'm not sure they're destined to plummet. Um, Dallas, I think, is, is, you know, strong. Ottinger and Goal has been absolutely magnificent. So, yeah, I mean, the division is going to have a, what, handful of tough teams. Uh, making the playoffs is going to be a challenge. I think this road trip, though, showed, assuming that the injury crisis is not too bad, I think this road trip from a wild perspective showed that they're that it's not like they're in terrible shape now. What, seven points? I think they're a couple behind Chicago and another team with nine, and I think they're something like four back of the division lead in points. So they're fine now. Um, of course, that being said, you come back and get Montreal on Tuesday, and Montreal's not good, so beat them. You know, right, get your yeah. two points. You got two tonight against a Blackhawks team that I think is working its butt off right now. I think they'll backslide, but... Um and also how about that Alex Stalock save in Stay overtime locked. on Erickson Eck? Oh save. my gosh, that was a great save. Good for him.
1: Uh, I always love watching him. Um, in uh, the three on three overtime with the with, with the Wild, I mean, it's basically a four on three when know, you got Alex Staylock there. He'll come out of the cage and play the puck, and and he's he's probably honestly the the, the best goaltender when it comes to moving the puck all around. He's not afraid to leave. Uh, but now yeah, the Wild get two back at home against a Montreal team that's not really good. Against a Seattle team, that's obviously not very good. Right. And then, you know, you get the classic what uh, Judd Zolgad loves, five days off between the Kraken game and when they hit the road for their West Coast road trip um, after that. So you'll have two games at home. You'll probably sit at home for a little bit and travel to. I, I don't know why. Why are they, they off for days.
0: five days? I didn't realize that t- till you just said that. That really ticks me off.
1: So, yeah, Tuesday at home in Montreal, Thursday at home against Seattle. And then they're not back until Tuesday, November 8th in L.A. against the Kings. They have a back-to-back Kings on a Tuesday night, the 8th, and then Wednesday night against the Ducks. And then they're also in a lot of 9 o'clock games coming up. uh, My my favorite type of games. You love Um, those. Kings, Ducks, Kraken. On a Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. So, five days off and then three games in four days. So, uh, welcome to the NHL schedule makers.
0: Uh, you know us. what? I was, so, I was so happy when I saw the opening of the season where they didn't have that stupid, hey, we're going to play two games and then, and then sit for five days. I did not realize until you just told me now that they're going to have Uh-oh. them sit for five days. I'm absolutely get an evening, Judd a- now. asinine. This is a Gary Bettman thing. You know, move the Coyotes, change the schedule, absolute crap. But yeah, they're uh, they're in fine shape now, and um, you know I think the conference and I think the division in particular are going to be competitive. I think teams that probably got off to bad starts like the Blues are going to be absolutely fine, and I think that when you can go on the road and pick up a point in the first game, despite the fact it's a loss, win then win three out of the next four. The Detroit loss, disappointing, a really good cautionary tale to not get cute but also pretty successful. So I'm not going to complain much about this.
1: Uh quick question for you before I do, uh, by the way, hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment right here on the score North YouTube channel. This is Judd's hockey show. That's Judd Zolgen. I'm Declan Goff. This is the first time you're watching us. Thank you. This is Judd's hockey show. Hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment. If you like the purple head on over to purple daily for daily Minnesota Vikings specific um, uh, content as well on Apple, Spotify, ScoreNorth.com, the score North app, a central hub for everything we do. And by the way, in 2023, we are uh, having some openings in terms of advertisers on this podcast and on across all of our platforms, if that's something that you're interested in as a business, or you know, some business that you'd like us to maybe contact as well, uh, shoot us an email on the score North app side in the feedback tab, or you can email Phil Mackey. It's uh, p Mackey at HBI.com P Mackey at HBI.com. Uh, Judd, my question for you is if it wasn't for the injuries here. Okay. So, I think this guy's staying put because of the injuries to some forwards here. Sure. If it wasn't for the injuries, do you think Marco Rossi uh, would be heading back to Iowa here? I I just, I don't think that he's been a disappointment so far. It's just, I don't know if him being up here either is really doing him that much good. He just kind of looks not a little lost right now, but just trying not to screw up. I feel like that's kind of the definition of how I would describe his game for the first two weeks of the season.
0: If they're not going to play him or if they're going to stick him on the fourth line, I send him down. If you're going to play him a decent amount of time, and I don't know exactly what the ice time was tonight. He did have a great chance. I think it was in the first period right in front of the net and um, shot the puck over the net. Marco, get the puck on goal. Um, I think think he should stay here and play because I think it's going to click. I think it's eventually, because I guess my question is this. If he's going to play a sufficient amount, and yes, you're right. There are still times he looks tentative. There are times that you can tell he gets confidence and looks good. Um, But if he's going to play a sufficient amount, get a sufficient amount of ice time, I should say, up here, I'd rather see him stay here because I think it's going to click. I really do. And I don't know uh, if he's playing here. I don't know if going to Iowa and playing um, improves him much. Uh, now, if, again, they weren't going to play him a lot here, then yes, he send him down. But I would almost prefer to see him stay here and get chances. And and you know what, dude, Dex, with guys go- going down now, potentially, it's going to give him m- more of a chance, and that could be a good thing. Um, you know, as, as I said, it looked to me like Hartman's shoulder popped out, and I don't know how quick he's going to come back from that. Uh, now, I know he was playing wing, but, I mean, it is going to create more opportunities, different lines blah blah blah. So, long answer short, I'd rather see him stay here as long as he's playing. Yeah. What what I, was his ice time?
1: Sorry. Uh someone actually just put it in right here for us. Look at this, look at uh, AFC Young, a little uh, associate producer here in the YouTube comment section. He says 1327 uh of total ice time with 45 seconds of that being the power play ice time. So yeah, he's still getting power play time and again, I think the injuries and lack of availability of some yeah. players are probably helping his case a little bit more. It's just yeah. And I don't think him playing not to screw up is necessarily a bad thing for him to do if he was doing too much and it wasn't working. And it was obviously that it was creating bad and negative plays, then that's worse than playing not to screw up. Uh, but I'm just I'm just waiting for him to have a big game, and I have really yet to see that. Oh, yeah, you haven't. Uh, in the first, now, what? we the while to play, like, what, 10 games now, I think, on the season or close to it. So I'm just waiting for that to happen. And, yeah, I mean, him going to iowa and maybe playing top line minutes gets his confidence up a little bit more but then again that's that's back to our question of well how much more can a guy like that who's a 10th overall pick and supposed to be your superstar really right. going to accomplish with a trip down at Moines?
0: yeah and if dean and bill thought that, that being here was was starting to damage his confidence that's probably a different discussion uh but i would just prefer if, if he is mentally strong enough to take it i would prefer that he fights through this because it's just you know i mean he's playing a, a tough position. Um, and there's a reason why he played, what, one or two games max up here last season. So I'd prefer to allow him to fight through it and stay here. Um, ideally, at some point, if it starts to click, I really do want him, and I will continue to lobby for this between Kaprizov and Zuccarello. Because you don't have anybody else with a lot of talent doing that. And Goudreau, I'm getting scared of this one, man, because if Goudreau, to, what you said, if he's Goudreau, okay. I get it. That's fine. It's sort of a Hartman-like situation with a different veteran this season. But when Goudreau starts to like act like he's got talent, seriously, no, I mean, against Detroit, he's trying to make moves. It's like, dude, you don't have moves. That's not your job. You are, I mean, Dean loves you because Dean, who was a hard-working Hartford Whaler in Washington Capital, looks in the mirror and sees Goudreau.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. You
0: think Dino, you think Dino... <laughs> Would have got put with like Mike Gartner or or you know some some of the Whalers' top scores Sylvian Turgeon, and been like oh watch me set you up like Savard Dino would have been benched deserves to be benched if he did that so anyway um yeah I'd prefer to see it fought through by Rossi and it, when it does start to click I would really love to see him at least dabble some time with those top two wingers.
1: Okay. You, 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 you and Bill Garrett should come back on here and just talk about, uh, other, other players from the eighties and other stuff as well. Uh, and you guys can bond over that.
0: Billy and I would love to talk about I'm that. Sure. I'm Left sure. wing lock. So he played, he played when it got really ugly for a while though. Yeah. He, he was a young player when the Jacques Lemaire. Yeah. Bo- Bormore was installed. <laughs> the trap. God, that was awful. Poor Billy, yeah. man. Turn it loose, baby. All right. I'm done. All right, man. Uh, hit the
1: subscribe button again for Daily Minnesota Wild Entertainment. This is Judd's Hockey Show. Hey, tomorrow on Purple Daily, our hottest, strongest Vikings take for real this time uh, from both Judd and me, and I have one as I well. Got one. I, got so one. I might have to actually have a backup one just in case Judd takes mine. I don't
0: think he'll take mine. but uh, I'll we'll tell wait. you mine before we're done.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll well, tell you.
0: All right. All right. Don't, I'll don't, share don't, mine with you.
1: Don't, don't, don't tell. Don't tell no, the I'm audience not right tell, No, I'm not going to tell the audience. You tell me off the air. Okay, nope. yeah. That's good to know. That's good to know. Hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports uh, entertainment right here on this YouTube channel and Passu.
0: Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about, Spurgy? Hard work and having fun. That. This is about winning.